Hey guys, welcome back to Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be a fun episode. Going to be talking about two of my favorite things, recovery and podcasting with my friend TJ. But first, I want to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors um, are always life-changing, game-changers. The first sponsor I want to thank you is, is, is my friend of mine. His name is Neil Conlon. He has a men's group called Press Forward, where it's actually helping change men's lives, whether you want to change your business, whether you want to change your health, whether you want to change your mental health or your spirituality. Definitely check out Press Forward. Um, we have an amazing group on Facebook. It's called Press Forward. Check it out. And if you get a chance, go back um, two episodes, three episodes. I inter- interviewed Neil Conlon on New Year's, New Year's Eve. Totally amazing dude. Totally changed his life. And now he's creating, helping men create seven-figure lives. And my, my last sponsor is me. Uh, we came out with our own coffee. We call Vertical Momentum Coffee which is a pre-workout coffee, which is high energy. It's not your mama's coffee. You're not going to find it anywhere else. It's 50% caffeine. So if you want to kick Monday's ass, get our coffee. Now, I don't make a dollar off of our coffee. I don't make any money off of our coffee. All my money goes to help veterans that are struggling with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, depression, addiction, and also homelessness. So if you love coffee with a mission, definitely check it out. Guys, this is going to be fun. Like I said, uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that we're going to get real and raw. So if you hear a couple F-bombs, it's okay. It's my show. <laughs> TJ, what's up, my brother? What's going on? Hey, not too much, man. Just, you know, enjoying the day, man. How are you doing? Oh, man, you know, I'm so pumped up ever since our conversation yesterday. And uh, and I'm so grateful for your friendship. And I, like I said, I just introduced you to Brock, another great dude that's in recovery and changing lives. So talk to us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Um, obviously, you know, you don't have that New Jersey accent, so you're not from here. So where are you originally from and what kind of little boy were you growing up? Um, well, me, I grew up in a very small town called Prince Albert. It's in Saskatchewan, Canada, you know, one of the lesser known provinces here in Canada. Um, but basically, as a little boy, I was, you know, a good kid, you know, for the most part. Um that kid that always asked a lot of questions, always asking why, why this, why that, why does, you know, why do people do this, do that? And I just wanted to figure out why like people are the way they are kind of a thing, I guess. But um, yeah. And then, you know, as I got older, started hanging around with the wrong people and, you know, I never, I never had my father around. Like I only met him a couple of times. So I guess I always had that need to like want to fit in, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so that led me to hanging out with the wrong people, just trying to fit in with the with the quote unquote cool kids, you know, and then started, you know, getting into drugs at a young age. I think I was nine, you know, started smoking pot and stuff like that, uh, started drinking by the age of 12. And then by the time I was 15, I was, you know, full blown alcoholic, drug addict. And, you know, by the time I was 18, I was on the most wanted list of my hometown, you know, ended up in jail in my early twenties when my, actually the night I actually got arrested and went to jail was the night my, my second child was born. So that's kind of what, you know, got me off the path of the drugs and stuff. And, you know, had a little hard, had a little bit of a harder time kicking the alcohol, but, you know, 
at the time of this recording now i'm just over eight months sober so yeah that's kind of where i'm at now that's awesome now so, so let's go back you know my father left when i was three months old and my come from an addicted household my mom was addicted uh thank god she's clean she just celebrated i think 27 years um uh, but for me my escape was reading books that was my big escape until i found alcohol what was your escape as a child until you finally found drugs or alcohol oh man that's easy my escape was writing music when i was 11 years old i was int introduced to hip-hop music and um yeah so like as soon as i heard it i mean you know for whoever is listening right now you if you know hip-hop you probably know who eminem is yep. <laughs> And so he was the first artist that I, you know, got introduced to as a kid. And as soon as I heard his music, I was just blown away just because of, you know, his passion and his level of uh, just being honest and real, you know what I mean? And just putting himself out there like that. And I truly, you know, uh, was inspired by that. So I just kind of started studying his music and learned how to write and stuff like that. And then, yeah, then later in life, you know, got into like recording and, you know, now like I'm. I, have my, I can't see my posters here, but I, you know, do shows and, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, as a kid, that was, I was definitely my escape. It was like a kind of like therapy. Well, you know, I'm a big Eminem guy and um, it was because of the movie eight mile. Oh the yeah. Last <laughs> two minutes uh, is what actually turned my whole life around. Cause that's when I decided to put all the dirty shit I ever did, put it out in public. So nobody could ever come back at me and say, well, you were a home, you know, you were a drug addict. Yeah, but I'm clean now. You know, you were a whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I I got a beautiful wife. I got three beautiful children. I'm living in a beautiful home. So you, you can't tell me anything about myself that I haven't already told you. So you, I took the power away from everybody else. And I think, you know, that's pretty amazing. That, and we never talked about that before. This is just something that, you know, that just came up. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, now, obviously, coming in Saskatchewan, um, I'm a big football guy. So I was I always follow the Rough Riders. Nice. <laughs> uh, so now talk about the day you the day before and the day that you got locked up. What happened? Um well basically um like at this point I was living in my old lady's hometown which is about 6 hours north of where where I'm from and at this point I was I was trying to get clean, you know, from the from the hard drugs and the alcohol and stuff like that but like, I guess I was doing okay after a while. You know, I still wasn't completely clean, but no, I was trying. And yeah, then we found out she was pregnant. So then we went back to my hometown to go and wait for, for my daughter to be to be born because where she lives, there's like no hospital or anything like that. It's a very, very small community. And so we went back to my hometown to go wait for a couple weeks. And... I ended up meeting up with an old friend thinking, you know, I've been, I've been kind of clean for this long, you know, I can, I can fight the urge and, you know, stuff like that. And cause he just wanted to go for a coffee and whatever. And, you know, ended up back on the drugs. Um, I think at, at this point, like I said, I was still on the, the most wanted list and stuff. So, you know, I was kind of sneaking around and just getting high everywhere. And um, I, I was visiting one of my buddies. He was living in my sister's garage at the time. And, I don't know. All of a sudden, a couple of cops showed up and they're like, Hey, Mr. Bell, you know, you got, got warrants for your arrest. You got to come with us. And they, like, but nobody knew where I was. So I was like really confused. But, you know, and I had the opportunity to run. But I was like, you know what? I was like, this is my chance, you know, to get clean. So I'm just going to take it. And then by the time they put the handcuffs on, I just remembered 
you know, because I was so messed up mentally and stuff that my daughter was about to be born. And I was like, oh, man. And um, so, yeah, then I ended up going to jail. Turns out it was my old lady that called the cops on me, which was, you know, understandable because I was supposed to be there with her, helping her because she was nine months pregnant. And we already had one child at this point. I think he was two. And so, yeah, I ended up, you know, going to jail. They're trying to give me two years, but I just ended up doing uh, four four months for, uh, you know, just because it wasn't as bad as they were making it out to be, I guess. But I mean, still like only like four months, you know, not meeting your child is still, you know, pretty bad in my opinion. So take us back. Cause I talked, I talked to Brock and, you know, I talked to Brock and, and, you know, I also had Zach on and, you know, and of course we love our Zach. Um, but he told us how he felt then that, that first night when they clacked that, when the doors clacked behind them, what was that feeling like that first night when all of a sudden, you know, you're locked in, you can't go anywhere and it's just you and you alone. What was that feeling like? And did you, um, do, uh, I'm sorry, another point, point to that. Did you have to detox during that time? And what was that like? Um, well, no, I think for me, like, I mean, compared to Zach's story, because he did five years and I only did, you know, a few months. So I think for, for me, it was a little bit different. I mean, it still wasn't a good feeling at all, but um, I don't know. I've, I've been in there enough times to know that when you're in there, um, you kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, you kind of just need to forget the outside world. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of what I did. Like, it was still really hard, you know, being away from, you know, my kids, my old lady, my family and everybody. But at the same time, I knew um, that I this I needed to go through this in order to to get better. You know what I mean? And that this was just it was a gift given to me from God or whoever is up there. You know what I mean? And um, like it was it was hard, but it was necessary. You know. So and, did you have to? Go, did your body detox? Oh, after, absolutely. Yeah. And what was that? What was your detox experience like? Um. I mean, from what I remember, I believe it was just like cold sweats, you know, waking up in the middle of the night shaking and, you know, just, um, I don't know, like it wasn't anything too extreme. Like I've heard other stories and stuff of, you know, people detoxing from, from like drugs and alcohol. But I mean, I don't know, like for me, I, I, I don't remember it being too extreme, just like cold sweats, um, you know, headaches, you know, just kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, regular stuff, I guess. <laughs> So, you know, because you've been in trouble before, um, now this was what I call my, you know, your come to Jesus moment. Was this your come to Jesus moment or was there, because I, I remember when we were talking the other day, um, you had two significant losses in your life. Was that, or was that your come to Jesus moment? Mm, I think in a way they both kind of were. Like the first, when I went, when I, when I went to jail, I think that was kind of just the wake up call, like just showing me the reality of, you know, what drug and alcohol use can lead to, because like I said, they were trying to put me away for two years. And for me, that would have been, you know, pretty bad to, you know, not know my daughter until she was two. So I think that was sort of a, like the wake up call and where it started. And then, you know, so the drug stopped right there, but I kind of kept going with the alcohol and then fast forward late 2020. You know, my best friend dies from alcohol poisoning. So I think that was, you know, really the the aha moment, I guess, where, you know, kind of got me off of that track, too. And, 
you know, really opened my eyes up and stuff like that. Now your brother passed from something else. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. A month later, my, my older brother passed from a fentanyl overdose. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, like I always say the three most important words in English language are today I decide because once you make a decision, all you have to do is act upon it. But at that point, you know, after your your best friend dies, your brother dies, you know, you can make the decision to quit, but then you have mm -hmm. to take actionable steps. Absolutely. So what were some of the steps that you took? For me, I had to get away from people places, things. Um, I became a hermit. I pretty much didn't associate with anybody. Um, so what were some of your steps to start to reimagine uh, and reinvent yourself? Yeah. Uh, see, for me, again, that's a little different because in the last like year and a half, I would just sit at home and drink by myself after my kids go to bed. And then, you know, well, then I'd end up still drinking the next day. But, like, you know, all night and then all day but anyways um so i didn't really have that opportunity of kind of keeping myself away from people because it was just me and so i think that's like for me that's why it was so difficult to quit but one like the first step well the first thing that really helped me quit was my my friend that passed away his last wish for me was to quit drinking <laughs> because he knew that because i was a lot heavier drinker than he was and you know he knew exactly where like where i was headed and stuff and so yeah, that was, you know, one big thing, but I mean, for the most part after that, um, one main thing that really, really helped me get off, you know, I mean, stop drinking was, you know, just working on my mindset because I believe, you know, if, if, you know, if there's anything you want to achieve or anything you want to do, you need to have that mental toughness and stuff like that. So I, you know, started working on my mindset. Um, I started reading this book called atomic habits and just kind yeah. of implement Mr. Yeah. Clear, amazing yeah. book. And then I kind of started implementing those and kind of using because my drinking was, you know, a bad habit. So I kind of just used the steps in that book to, you know, kind of change those habits out. And yeah, so like for me, the biggest part, though, was like that mental toughness. And um, like in, a, when in one of my episodes on my show, I was talking about delayed gratification. Oh, I can't hear you. It went out. I can't hear you. I think it's good now. Hey, now we got you. Oh, yeah, I don't know what happened. That was weird. <laughs> um, Delayed gratification. I don't know what's going on with my computer here today. Um, it keeps cutting out. Um, but yeah, delayed gratification where I would just kind of, you know, just practice that and kind of use that to, you know, kind of wean off the alcohol in a way. And, you know, like, cause I used to like, you know, drinking and playing video games all the time. So, you know, it's. Did it cut out again or. Yep. But you're back. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Um, but yeah, so I would, you know, before I start drinking, I'll just, you know, play the game for a while and just kind of delayed as, as long as I possibly could. And so, yeah, just, you know, mental toughness, delayed gratification and fixing those bad habits and replacing them with, with healthier habits and stuff is, 
what really helped me, you know, stop drinking and stuff like that. So now, because everybody knows, you know, that the music scene is very, um, it's a hard scene to be around, um, especially with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Do you foresee that, you know, being a part of the music scene while, st while staying abstinence from drugs and alcohol? Um, well, I mean, COVID really helped with that because <laughs> I haven't been, I haven't been able to do a show since 2019. Um, but you know, I'm going to be getting back into it here right away, but yeah, basically I just, I haven't been able to, you know, get out there and go do shows or really do anything like, cause most of the stuff that I could do, I just do from home, like the recording, you know, stuff like that. And so, yeah, I guess, you know, COVID was a, a big help there. <laughs> so, um, Obviously, guys, if you guys ever want to become a podcaster, you definitely need to get in touch with Zach Babcock, Paul, definitely. him, um, part of the underground movement. So how did you did you decide, all right, I'm going to start a podcast because I'm good at some of the technical stuff already and I have something to say? Or what was the thought process behind starting the podcast? Um, well, I always knew that I wanted to, you know, start building my own audience in some way, like kind of outside of music, because like music, you know, growing up was all. All right, guys, I think his. Uh, he's kind of kicked off. I don't know what happened. Um, hopefully he's, we're going to get him back on. Um, it kind of kicked off. So we're going to, I've never had this problem before, but he is also in Canada. So we're going to. You there? Yeah. All right. So it kind of kicked us off. Yeah. So, sorry about that, man. No, it's please. If that's the worst thing that happens today, we're doing pretty damn good. All right. So you started to, now a lot of people, they say they want to start a podcast. But they have, you know, paralysis of analysis. Their words: Do I have the right microphone? Do I have the right camera? Do I? And and they they get so bogged down and they never start. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. you know, what was your experience like starting your podcast? Um, pretty much the same. But like last year, well, in 2020, I was originally going to start my own podcast in the music category, but. Just like you said, man, I had no idea where to start. I didn't even know what to do. So then I just gave up on it. And uh, But then fast forward to 2021, I found Zach's uh, YouTube channel and kind of started learning from him, started listening to his, po his podcast and how he does everything. And I just loved, like like I said in, in, in our interview on my show, like I just loved how real he was and or is and, you know, just is himself, you know. So I started learning from him. I got into his courses. Um, and right there, like it just like the floodgates open, you know what I mean? Cause I finally knew exactly what I needed to do step by step. And for anyone listening, that's trying to start a podcast. Don't think that you need like microphones like this, you know, I actually got this for free from a giveaway, but I started with this right here. This is, I paid 70, $75 for this little thing. And the quality on it is insane. And like, you don't need nothing crazy. And like, just like what Zach says in his show, like, you know, who cares if not like, not everything is perfect, you know, just start, you know, like, cause my show is launched. It's doing pretty well. And my website's not even complete yet, you know, cause I was talking with Zach and he's like, who cares? He's like, just start. 
just get the thing launched and you know you can work on your website as you know things start moving and stuff so yeah, now you i think you set some kind of record it was kind of like i think you're like one of the fastest people to ever go from launch to having your podcast ranked on itunes in a certain amount of time talk to us about that well i mean i thought i was but um because i thought i thought the record was like 18 hours or something like that and then i found out that i uh you know, I launched, I ranked mine in 17 hours, but then I was talking with Paul and it turns out that the fastest was six hours. So I like, I was still pretty close, but I wasn't, I wasn't the fastest yet. So. so now, you know, a lot of people that are listening, you know, they're like, you know, what are some of this, you know, we're going to talk, we're not going to give away all the secrets because of course we want to get the, you know, um, Zach and Tim and Paul and, you know, get their group noticed, but also their, 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 um, you know, their uh, course out there. But what are some of the simple things that you learn? Like for me, I learned I didn't need all that stuff, you know, because the camera on a new iPhone is sometimes worth more than a thousand dollar cameras. Yeah. for sure. And for me, it's kind of like I do all my shows with a microphone and my iPhone. And so, you know, I found that sometimes just, you know, cause like some of my, like my friend Gary Vaynerchuk, some of his most watched videos ever were on a flip cam at a yard sale and had like 10 million views. Yeah. So you don't really need the best of equipment, but you need to start. So what yeah. are some of the things that you learned that you've learned over the last couple months about podcasting? Um, I'd say the biggest thing for me, the thing that, you know, took me from analysis paralysis to take an action was what Zach teaches is the four W's. The who, the what, the why, and the where. Like, who is your audience for? What will they learn or what will it be about? Uh, where will it take them? And why should they listen to you? You know, I just, so I got those things dialed in and got my my message, you know, dialed in. And just using my own story and stuff like that, nothing too crazy. But that right there is, you know, one thing that just really opened it right up for me and, you know, got me to actually take action because I knew at that point, I knew what to say on my show, you know, cause I was like, damn, what am I supposed to talk about? I know what, who I want to talk to and what I want to talk about, but I just couldn't think of topics. And, but having this, those four W's diet dialed in really, you know, helped me, you know, just kickstart everything. So. And, you know, and I think that's one thing that people like, you know, Zach and um, John Lee Dumas, you know, that's something that they talk about, you know, they talk about, like, J like JLD, I took his course too. I took them both, both at the same time. Um, you know, JLD always talks about, you know, go an, an inch wide, but go a mile deep yeah. when trying to figure out who your avatar is, who your, who your, you know, who your listener is. Cause if, if you're trying to, you know, hit everybody, you're not going to hit anybody. You know, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, so talk to us, you know, trying to figure out who your niche is and then trying to niche it down a little bit more to kind of figure out like mine. I actually niched it down to who my perfect audience is, he even has a name. And so I, I really niched it down. So talk to us about your finding your perfect avatar. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't really you know, call it the perfect avatar or anything like that. And I wouldn't even necessarily say that I'm niched down. I'm just more uh, speaking to who I was when I, you know, when I needed somebody like, cause where I'm at now, 
like kind of reaching back and, you know, pulling myself, you know, up to give myself that, you know, a little bit of a head start. But so basically I'm just talking to people that were, you know, either in a very similar situation as me, like in their darkest times in life. And they just need that, that voice, that somebody to say, Hey man, it's okay. I've been there too. And kind of just pull them into the, you know, the quote unquote promised land, I guess. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just uh, kind of speaking to, you know, people that were similar to where I was, you know, in my darkest you know, times of my life and stuff like that. And, and that's one thing that, you know, Zach talks about in his course. Yeah. He's like, some people was like, well, I don't know who my avatar is. Yeah. And he says, you know, your perfect avatar is the person that you used to be. Yeah. And the person that you want to be. And everywhere. That, <laughs> that's the first, you know, that's your perfect avatar because you know, exactly. That's the person you're talking to. And you know what you're talking about. You're not speaking I know above your, your pay grade. Like for me, yeah. you know, if, if somebody wanted to do a podcast on economics, I would be like, bro, I can't help you. I got nothing, you know, but you want to talk about recovery. You want to talk about resilience. You want to talk about health, fitness. Um, I got you, but you start talking about stuff outside of my lane. I can't help you, you know, definitely. So now talk to us about, you know, cause a lot of people think, you know, well, all right, I got a podcast and it's, it's really hard to do a uh, standalone podcast for me. And I, I can't do podcasts by myself. I just can't do it. But I love getting interviews. I love interviewing, you know, high achievers and thought leaders like yourself. So how do people find guests to come on their show? Um, well, for me, like the way I've you know been able to find guests is just networking and uh, you know, plus uh, Zach's community that the alpha podcasters community was a really huge place where I met, you know, most of my guests and, you know, just, yeah, you too, <laughs> you know, and just meeting people through people, you know what I mean? Like I met you interviewed you yesterday. We had a great conversation and you introduced me to Brock and then, you know, so eventually me and him will, you know, hopefully have a, another great conversation as well. And yeah, man, just, just get involved. Like even on Facebook, there's tons of like different groups and stuff you can join and just get around people that, you know, are just like, like, like-minded, you know what I mean? Like like-minded people and just start talking to people and yeah. And be like, Hey, you know, I like your story. I like what you're about. You want to come, you know, get on a show or, you know what I mean? It's, it's very simple. Just talking to people basically. You know, and I love that. Now I'm a big, if you guys have not gotten the book atomic habits by Mr. James clear, Pick it up. You can either get it on, you know, in bookstores, Amazon. You can even get it on Audible. I got it on Audible. So when I'm doing my cardio, I actually listen. I listen to it twice. But he talks about, you know, stacking your wins. Mm -hmm. But he also talks about, you know, like I got a friend. His name is Mr. John McCaskill. He's a um, retired Navy SEAL commander. And he always talks about your morning routine and your evening routine we'll figure out how the rest of your day goes. Yeah. So what is, was it like in the day of TJ Bell? What is your day like? Well, I mean, to be totally honest right now, it's, you know, it kind of varies, but for a good day, you know, my ideal day, wake up at least, you know, six, seven in the morning, um, you know, before, you know, just, this goes back to the atomic habit, atomic habits book, you know, before I look at my phone, I go hop in the shower first and then kind of use that as a reward. Like, okay, now I can look at my phone. Cause if I just wake up and lay there looking at my phone, I'm sitting there for an hour, two hours. <laughs> but if I just get up, 
you know, have a shower first, get ready and then look at it. Then it's only a few minutes. And then after that, what I usually like to do is, you know, go get some coffee made, start making some breakfast and listen to uh, the rewire podcast by Ryan Stuman. Um, that's for me, that's like the perfect way to start the day. Cause it's short, you know, like five, six minute episodes and it, it just gets my mind right for the day. And yeah. And then after that, take my kids to school, come home, work on my, you know, podcasting stuff. But now like, um, you know, I posted on Facebook, I'm, you know, I just got signed up for a gym membership. So, cause usually in the morning I like to go to, you know, Tim Hortons, get a coffee, but instead of that, I'm gonna start going to the gym and stuff like that. But I mean, but you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not perfect. So sometimes I sleep in a little bit and, or I don't get my morning routine in and you know what I mean? But I mean, for the most part, that's, that's pretty much what it looks like. Now, how have, cause for me, I believe, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been, I've been sober 33 years, New Year's. Um, and since I got sober, my relationships have gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they call that in the rooms, they call it the promises. Um, so how has your life improved since you got off the drugs and the alcohol? Oh, man, it's been incredible, man. Um, you know, I'm I'm still working on some things because, you know, at the time of this recording, I'm just over eight months sober. So I'm still working on, you know, my mental health and stuff like that. But I mean, for the most part, it's it's great, you know, because like when I was drinking, I was such a negative person and like nobody wanted to be around me. Like my family would hardly ever contact me. But now, you know, I'm working on building up those relationships, um, you know, building up my relationship with my kids because, you know, my drinking kind of messed that up, too, for a while with my old lady. We're working on our issues now and stuff. So. <clears throat> I mean, I just, you know, since I quit drinking, I've just become like a a more positive person. Everybody, you know, is starting to recognize that. And so now people, you know, are wanting to be around me again and talk to me and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's been pretty good. And I'm like, when I was drinking, I was extremely lonely and, you know, depressed and stuff. But now, you know, I'm a lot more positive and, um, you know, I don't get as angry as, as, as often as I used to. And cause like I'd have a short temper and stuff from like when I'm hungover or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm a lot more positive and it's just been incredible just being able to, you know, fix my relationships with my family and my friends and like my kids and everybody. So, yeah. All right. So my last two questions are, um, how do we find you? How do we find your podcast? How can we support your mission? Uh, you could find me uh, Well, my podcast. You could either search it on whatever podcast and platform you like to listen on just underground reach or you can go to undergroundreach.com and there'll be a you know a subscribe button if you want to subscribe um but if you want to you know get with like talk to with me personally or just get to know me better you can you know follow me on instagram at underground reach and yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> all right so last question you know um uh, as we know as of this recording where it looks like covid is starting to ramp back up again and people you know starting to lock back down so you know a lot of people here in new jersey a lot of parents they lost their jobs they're you know they're driving for uber or doordash you know just trying to make a living so if you ask the average person to do something in seven days they're pretty much never going to get to it Mm -hmm. but if somebody's listening to us right now and we ask them to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours they're more likely to do it so I'm going to ask a two-pronged question. Number one, if somebody is struggling with addiction, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to get some help? And number two is, if somebody is struggling making that decision to start a podcast 
or not a starter podcast? What can they do in the next 24 hours to get some clarity in that? That is a great question, man. For the addiction part, I mean, if it was me, because I only like to speak from my experience, um, I would either hit up a local AA or NA meeting, you know, because that's where you meet everybody and they can, you know, point you in the right direction for detox centers and, you know, recovery centers and stuff like that. So that's the first thing I would do on that part. Um, if not, then I'd, you know, reach out to a friend because somebody always knows somebody in, in the recovery field, you know what I mean? And um, so just reach out to anybody that you can or, you know, just Google. If you can Google it, just Google, you know, detox center near me or, you know, something like that. That's that's what I would do. Um, and for the podcasting, I would just highly recommend getting into uh, Zach Babcock's course because, you know, he's he's honest, he's real. And I 100 percent believe in his mission and his 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 company and that's the only way that I would personally recommend. Cause that's what I've done. I've looked at other people that teach it, but it's more, uh, but Zach's just, you know, authentic and himself. And, you know, so I'd recommend just checking him out. I love it. Uh, guys, I, guys, if you don't check out his podcast, you're really missing out because it's no fluff, no filler. It's all fire. I love it. You know, um, and I'm so grateful he had me on it. But like you said, I want to thank our sponsors, if you guys, if you're a guy, if you're looking to get healthy, if you're looking to get your mind right, spirituality right, and even to get your finances right, check out Press Forward, my friend Neil Conlon on um, on Facebook. Also, if you guys love coffee, make sure you pick out your Vertical Momentum coffee. If you're ready to kick Monday's ass, this is the coffee you want. Um, don't try to take a nap, nap, nap after it you're not going to get any sleep because it's that high coffee. It's that high resolution, you know, vertical momentum coffee. So guys, thank you so much for always hanging out with us. Please leave a comment. If this touched you, like it touched me, you know, talking to TJ and him telling the story, we don't make any money off our pro our podcast. So that's the one way you can pay us by leaving a comment, sharing it, or actually leave a review. TJ brother. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your friendship and I can't, I'm so proud of you and the things you got going on today. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. Well, God bless you. And guys, remember vertical momentum. The only way to go is but. Yep. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.